1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: All right, we are back. Jace Frederick is on hold, but Jace has to hold on because CBS Radio has let us down two times now. Two times we thought they were either going to go to Donald Trump or that in their news report, it was going to be Donald Trump saying that he is right. So we have the clip. So why don't we play the clip just so everybody can hear it, just so we like we weren't making this up. This is really happening. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. So there you have it. It's it's a thing that's going on. Uh, Basketball is what we're going to talk about next though, with uh, Jace Frederick. So there's your lead in, Jace. How are you?
1: I can't believe this got put on hold for Donald Trump.
0: Well, you know, look, I mean, if CBS had held up their end of the bargain, CBS News was supposed to just play it, uh, and then we, uh, we were going to give it to everybody, and then we were going to come back and talk basketball. But then they talked about some other thing. So, anyway, uh, what's going on, man? You've been good? How you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. You're covering yeah. basketball.
1: I know. I know. I'm doing the whole basketball thing. You're doing the whole football thing. Those worlds don't collide enough. Um I'm good. Um, I'm better than the Timberwolves. I will put it that way.
0: I just went on a rant in the last segment about how, like, at some point, these players on the Minnesota Timberwolves have to decide that everything can't be your way all the time. Anybody who has siblings, are you an only child, Jace? Do you have brothers, sisters?
1: I have a, an older brother, four years old. Okay, all right,
0: then you get this. Then you get this. Anybody who grows up with siblings understands. You don't always get what you want because sometimes your older brother needs something. Sometimes your younger brother needs something, and you're taught that by age like four. Someone needs to tell the Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, this cannot always be every single thing in the entire world that you want. You're going to have to sacrifice a little bit for your teammates to play together as a squadron. Is that so much to ask, Jace?
1: I think there's that. Um, And I don't think, even I think as those guys try to wrap their heads around that, I don't think they fully grasp what that means like I think to them it's like oh yeah I have to sacrifice a little bit and for Anthony Edwards that means standing and watching as Carl Anthony Towns has <laughs> the ball you know and, and vice versa and like you know and and then they end up in those kind of shells and it's like yeah I'm sacrificing it's not my turn this possession so I will stand and watch Kat or D'Lo shoot this possession and the next time it will be my turn and it's their turn to stand and watch me because we're sacrificing for the betterment of the team. Um, It's like, no. uh, Yes, you can maybe do something. You can cut. You can set a screen. You can do things that will either get yourself open or it might get your teammate open um, and create more movement and create a less set defense that you or somebody else gets to go against. Um, And then defensively, like, it's not much sacrifice happening there either. Um, So there's a lot to figure out. Um, It's a little confusing why there is so much to figure out because even with adding Rudy Gobert, like, so many of the other pieces were still together last season, um, and they kind of went through the same process, and now they're doing it part two um, 12 months later.
0: At some point, players in the NBA will have to realize, if they ever want to win, which, you know, some people do, some people don't, that ball movement is still king. And it always has been, and it always will be. When Yale or Cornell beats some team in the tournament, it's probably because the players are like 24 but it's also because they like play together, and that's the only way they could possibly be good because none of them are great athletes. And when you watch men's college basketball, one dude dribbles at all the other dudes and then gets fouled, and he gets 20 points a game at the free throw line. Like That's not winning, and that's what they want to do. It's like, okay, Russell just wants to take people one-on-one. Edwards wants to take people one-on-one. It results in a lot of bad bad shots, and we've watched the Warriors year after year after year with one of the greatest big man passers in the history of this universe in Draymond Green and one of the most unselfish stars in Klay Thompson who just sets up in one spot and waits for the right pass and hits a three. Like, d- d- does, am I taking crazy pills here, Jace? Like, I mean, I, I, I know that this is taught by coaches. I am not telling coaches anything. Why do players not recognize the more unselfish you are, the actually the better it is for you?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And it's something that some guys pick up and some guys either don't um, or it just takes a really long time. And I'm not entirely sure why that is. And I don't know why that's been the case here with the Wolves. And frankly, like the thing that's maddening, I think, is even in the first quarter of games, sometimes, you know, you can tell like Chris Finch harps on this stuff every single day in practice. He tells us afterwards how much he's harping on it and then like the first quarter you'll see it like the first eight minutes or so it's like yes okay they're early actions in the offense they're getting they're getting some flow going they're moving the ball there is a lot of passing um, and there is a lot of like it's not just ball movement in the NBA it's also off ball player movement um, and Minnesota is doing all of those things um, and sometimes yeah there are actions to kind of initiate all of it which I think is kind of the nudge these guys need Uh, and you see it and it's like okay here they go and then it's And then just stalls out. And then they all just kind of like reset back to their norms, um, their defaults. And that is especially true in the last five minutes of games. And that was the one thing I don't think they ever fixed last year was their late game offense. Like these guys all went back to the quote unquote hero ball personas that so many of them have. um, And it, it hampered them throughout the year It hampered them in the playoffs. And like, even in the win over Cleveland, they went seven for 21 in the fourth with four turnovers and, it was terrible offense, and it, it was exactly the same thing, closing time offense, that we saw all last year, and it nearly cost them that game as well. So, I don't know. Like, some of these guys, I think at some point you are who you are, right? Um, and and you can argue that they have too many guys who are like that and not enough guys who can compensate for that, and that might be an issue of this team.
0: You know, uh, I was thinking about how Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press with us about how every generation has a player that they look at that's this unselfish guy that is a, a cog in the machine that maybe, you know, 20 other people could have done the same job, but it needed to be somebody like Dennis Rodman is the guy for Chicago. Like, imagine the confidence that you have as a shooter. If Dennis Rodman's on your team, knowing he'll track down every rebound, Udonis Haslam did this for LeBron James in Miami. He would just fight people on the court and did not seem to care if he scored. And then you have Draymond Green. And I'm not co-signing on everything Draymond Green does, that's for sure, like cold-cocking his own teammate because he's just nut. But his role in that team, in my brain, when they signed Gobert, I thought he can be this for these other guys. Like he could be this guy who just glues them all together and makes them want to play unselfish basketball, and he fights for rebounds and blocks people, and then everybody else just kind of comes together. Why has it not been that?
1: Well, I think, frankly, like, Jared Vanderbilt was that in retrospect for this team last season. Um, but Rudy Gobert, I think one of the problems, especially offensively, was – and and part of that, I think, was that the front office, the coaching staff sold him on this, too. Like, we're going to unlock you offensively. We're going to do things more so because we think that there's a lot of things that you can do offensively that Utah didn't do to use you. Um, and we're going to empower you to have the ball more on the top of the key. And if you have space, if you are in space, like – hey, go ahead and create on the block, um, all these types of things. And I think it's just created, like, another mouth to feed almost. And not to say there's been too much of that, but you consider, frankly, like every opportunity, Um, a lot of them have been wasted possessions because they're trying, they're, like, so hyper-focused on getting him the ball in advantageous positions, and he's just not that type of player. Um, And so that's been an issue. And then defensively, I think a big thing is, like, Rudy Gobert is an anchor, but it's one of those things where, like, his presence and then the lack of like a Patrick Beverly and a Jared Vanderbilt means that other guys have to be the perimeter presence and they're just not that. Um, and so now you've got guys defensively. It's like a locomotives um, coming full speed without any resistance, full speed at bear. And, and frankly, it's making him look worse as, as bad as he's been in like any years um, because there's just nothing you can do in pick and roll when it's essentially two on one and they're going full speed at you. And the guard who is supposed to be helping you out is a foot behind the play because he got beat off one dribble. Um, and, so like, I think there are a lot of holes within this big three of Edwards, D'Lo cat that formed, you know, a couple of years ago. And, and a lot of people wondered, Hey, is this ever going to work? And, and it turned out like Beverly and Vanderbilt kind of look like the antidote for it. Um, and Gobert as good of a player as he is and, and things he's brought like at the end of the Cleveland game, it was a couple defensive plays by Gobert that kind of really helped them stave off disaster, uh, but it doesn't cover the same holes. Um, and so they're, weaknesses shine more and there's only so much you can do about that and offensively it's like I think it's just got to be a little bit more of just like move Gobert out of the picture uh, because you can't have another mouth with these guys out there Um, so there's a lot of ironing out to go here but I I really do think it's like it's not that he's been bad um, it's not that he hasn't tried to be some kind of glue force but they took out glue pieces um, and now there's a little less adhesive there Um, so that's not necessarily Gobert's fault as it is maybe like a personnel decisions
0: made okay i've got the solution he can be robin lopez where they go stick him in the corner and he could be a corner three-point shooter i don't think that's going to work because he took that one three and he, I, I think, think one it, three and air ball
1: yeah 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 that's correct yeah you're right about that
0: Tough. that's not good uh jace <laughs> every conversation that i hear from other people from national people i talk about listening to zach Lowe all the time it always ends up in one spot and you know exactly what i'm going to say it always ends up with are they gonna have to trade Karl Anthony Towns? And it feels like if this if this bus keeps traveling on its route and keeps, you know, playing 500 basketball with everything that they gave up to get Rudy Gobert, it, either he's demanding to be traded or the organization is looking around and going, "Look, we've tried everything. We've tried everything. We tried Jimmy he couldn't take it here and left and went to the finals. We tried Gobert, who's been this long successful player. We've tried having lots of role players. We tried having lots of stars. We tried whatever else. It it, it just it just feels like this has a couple of months to change, or that's going to be the only answer.
1: And I don't disagree with that. Like I do think the Gobert trade was kind of like. The biggest thing was I think this organization has for years, as you just mentioned, said, like, okay, what is what do we need to maximize Cat here? What do we need to take pressure off or kind of cover up his weaknesses? And I think in bear they said, okay, here's that big physical brooding force, that center who can take, like, the defensive interior load off Cat, um, who can be so many things that Carl has struggled with, who can make Carl, like, the foul trouble issue go away, all these things. Like, let's try another solution um, to cover up. The holes in Cats' game, and yet it hasn't been that. Like, the fouling is still there, and offensively, it looks like okay, I think you've taken away Carl's greatest mismatch, which is him going up against another center when Cats' on offense, a guy who he can just kind of blow by from the perimeter we still see that when he's at the second unit, but not with Gobert. And so, like, you've maybe covered up a hole, but you've created other issues. Um, and it really is like for his entire career here, you've been trying to find different ways to maximize him. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and the team never gets where you want, well, then it is kind of a signal of, like, maybe we're not going to find the solution here. Maybe he's not the guy that we do need to build around. It. I'm not giving up on this group yet, but it doesn't look good in the early returns. But I do think if this doesn't work and you are able to say a few months from now, this ain't going to work, um, that is a reasonable decision, conclusion to come to. Um, at some point, you do have to say, okay, I think we've been acting in the best interest of Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe we need to now act in the best interest of Anthony Edwards. And here's where I disagreed with what Zach Lowe said on that podcast. He said, the biggest mistake they can make is trading Towns um, and leaning even more into the go Bear. Uh, timeline versus the Edwards timeline. Don't you think they would trade Towns for picks um, and maybe yeah. a couple of young players as well? Like, I think mean, you can make a Towns trade that is much more in the Edwards timeline than the Gobert one. Um, and then Gobert can just be a veteran piece that's helping Ant as he's trying to ascend, you know? like, I, So I, I do think that a Towns trade probably should lean more into building around Anthony Edwards, and I, I would totally understand if they took that route.
0: A Towns trade would just just be soul crushing. I mean, it just would be like all of the promises made and never really came close to keeping any of them as great as he's been. Like, I mean, you look at all of his numbers and like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't like, why doesn't this work? But I think we see it's like highlighted this year. Like, why does it work? I think you got it like this year. Um, just real quick. Uh, are you getting your super bowl Vikings t-shirt? Jace?
1: Do people get those ahead
0: of time? They probably you can custom make any kind of t shirt.
1: Mm, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I I am so intrigued by the NFC playoffs, and I I think the biggest thing right now for Minnesota is like just chasing that almighty one seed, which they took one step closer to this weekend with the big win in Buffalo and Phillies lost. But like the NFC playoffs are going to be so interesting because I think we can watch all of this go down and still not be too sure that like one is going to be that much better than seven. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think just skipping around is the biggest thing that anybody can do um, to increase their chances uh, to advance through this thing. I have no idea. I think Minnesota could easily drop a home game um, in the first round. They could be the two that drops to the seven. But I think that's true of anybody. Uh, because the NFC is so wide open this year. So I'm not saying it couldn't be the Vikings. I'm saying it could be like anybody. Um, I am fascinated to watch the NFC playoffs, and here we go. But I think if Minnesota, at least if they have this moxie of every time they're in a close game, they legitimately think they're going to win because they did all season. That can only help you. Um, It it can only put you in a position to where, like, maybe you can believe your way through it. Um, And and why not? Uh, They seem to just be getting better. I will definitely give them credit for that. So... You know, no reason to, to believe in somebody else more than them, I think, right now in this conference.
0: It is more up in the air than ever, I think. Uh, Jace, great to get together, buddy. Feel free to stop out to TCO Performance Center. Just say hello every once in a while after training camp. We lose you for the entire NBA season. But you're doing great work covering the Wolves. Thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Hey, uh, I think uh, Target Center, we can always make a seat for you. <laughs>
0: Is uh, Are there seats available that I could stop by? Okay, I'll consider it.
1: I will say there's a WCCO radio seat next to me that is often empty. And, I mean, if you're, if you're here, like, it, it feels like you could fit that, fill that void.
0: Okay, well, they're going to have to make me, okay? So they're <laughs> going to have to play together some more. <laughs> Thanks, Jace. Catch later, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?